0: You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number three. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome. I am super excited to have you here on our third episode of The Healthy Leader. I have to tell you, I'm really enjoying doing this, and I also am enjoying the feedback. So, definitely keep that coming. I absolutely read every email that I get sent, and I respond to all of them. So, keep it coming. And I also am really appreciating the ideas for future podcasts. I will tell you that these first several episodes that I have pre-planned based off of what I do with clients and the questions that I get asked and what is most helpful. And so that is one of the reasons I'm very excited about today's podcast because it really does combine, if you will, what people want to know and what I want people to know. (laughs) And here's what I will tell you about that. This is what I mean by that. That is that people ask, what should I do? Give me the tips and the tricks and the latest information about how I can lose weight and keep it off. How I can increase energy levels and get through these really long days. How I can finally figure out how to have work-life balance. How I can level up in my relationships, in my personal life, and then also in my professional life. Like, What are the tools and the tips, Tracy? Tell me what should I do. And so we are going to talk about that and we're going to talk about how to frame your right actions for optimal health, for optimal energy, for optimal performance in your personal circumstances and what is going on for you right now. And so that is a great segue into what I want you to know, and that is to emphasize that you are the expert of you. That's so important, I'm gonna say it again. You are the expert of you. You are the one who understands the nuances of your health. You have your medical history. You know what depletes your energy. You know what gives you energy. You know your personal circumstances right now and you have the knowledge of your strengths and your challenge areas. So as we go through this process, as we frame your next action steps, I want you to hold that knowing in your heart and in your mind that you are the expert of you and that what works for somebody else or the process that is working for somebody else may not be right for you. And that's one of the things that I spend a lot of time working on with people when they say, hey, so-and-so has this particular process that they're using, they have this particular diet or this particular workout and it's great to explore and to have our heads up and listening and watching and seeing what is going on and to have research in the forefront of our mind. And it can feel totally overwhelming. <laughs> we have so much information at our fingertips about what we quote unquote should be doing that sometimes it just paralyzes us. We're like, this is too much information. I don't know the right place to start. I have all these other things that I need to be doing, so I'm just going to put this off." So don't do that. Remember that you are the expert of you and that the process is fairly simple and I'm gonna take you through it step by step. And the first step is to make sure that you know exactly what it is that you're trying to create. What is it that you want? And that's the question that I dove into on episode number two. In order to make sure that you are on the right action plan, you gotta define the result. And I know that you are all extremely familiar with creating SMART goals and making sure that they're specific and measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about identifying exactly what it is that you want for your wellness and your well being. And where this gets a little nebulous is when we're talking about things like stress levels, or pain levels, or energy levels. And so there's a very specific way for you to objectify those subjective results. So I invite you to make sure that you know how to do that, and that you have been really specific about the result that you are trying to create, so then we can ensure that your action plan is in alignment with that. So let's go ahead and create your action plan. And my intention here is that at the end of this podcast, you are going to know exactly what it is that you need to do to get the result that you are looking for. And I will tell you that I am a visual learner for sure. And I like to use acronyms. And my favorite number is three And so I utilize all of that when I am sharing what I have learned and what I've created. And I do that so that I can keep things really clean and simple and so that you can use this information immediately. So I will tell you that I've created a download that goes with this information so that you can follow along. But if you're driving or walking or just not able to write something down right now, I want you to keep in mind that there are three basic steps to crafting your plan. And you've already done one of them, you've identified the result that you were going for. The second is that you're gonna craft a wellness plan and then thirdly, you'll craft a well-being plan. So let's start with the wellness plan. Wellness is all about your physical health and energy levels. I want you to think about the physical organism of your body and the organ of your brain. And what we're doing is manipulating the energy In your body and that's a key word because we're really just talking about shifting different types of energy around there's a constant exchange of energy going on in the world and that is true for your world within your body as well and the most common exchange that we hear about especially in terms of losing weight or losing body fat is that calories in have to be less than calories out now that is true to a certain degree, but there's more to it because you're not a math problem. (laughs) You are a living organism with the metabolism and other factors that are gonna influence the way that you burn and use and store energy. So when you are planning your wellness plan, what you will do to take care of your body and what we are gonna focus on really are those energy factors. And to keep it very simple, I want you to think about energy in three general categories and they are fuel, Rest and move. So if you think about it, you are constantly needing to fuel your body, and then you also need to rest or restore your body. And then, of course, you move your body. So here's the cool thing any activity that we engage in can be put into one of those three broad categories of fuel, rest, and move. And what we want to do is make sure that those categories are balanced, that there is a balanced exchange of energy and that we are are aware of the way that we are manipulating our energy exchange. So as you frame your action plan, you want to take a look at each one of those areas and make sure that they are in alignment. And the reason this is important is because I'll come across leaders who are good at getting their seven or eight hours of sleep and then getting up and working out first thing in the morning but their food intake is not that great or they are over drinking alcohol. Or sometimes the leaders will have a healthy diet but are staying up way too late either on emails or binging Netflix and just kind of vegging out for a little bit too long and not getting the right amount of rest. So I like to touch on each one of these areas to check in and see if there's anything that needs to be tweaked or perhaps even just completely changed. So keep that in mind as we go over this and I want to go over all of these fairly broadly. And as I do, I want you to think about how you are doing in each of these areas and if there's anything that you need or want to change in them. So let's start with the fuel piece. And this is really about how you actively fuel your body, how you give your body energy. Now the most obvious way that we give our bodies energy is through our diets. So I want you to think about how you are fueling your body through the food that you take in, through the water that you take in. Are you eating a lot of processed foods with little to no nutritional value? Or are you having lean proteins and vegetables and fruits with lots of macronutrients and good energy? Think about how much sugar you take in that does not come from a fruit. (laughs) And how about water? How much water do you drink? The interesting thing is that many people think that they are tired for other reasons and then they find out that they're just dehydrated. So think about how much water you are taking in. As a side note, a good rule of thumb is that you take your weight in pounds and then you divide it in half and that's how many ounces of water you should be drinking. So for example, if you weigh 150 pounds, then the idea is that you would want to take in 75 ounces of water. And then you also fuel your body with the most obvious (laughs) and overlooked source, which is your breathing. (laughs) So right now, think about how you are breathing. Pay attention to how deep your breathing is. Are you getting full, deep breaths? Are you breathing in and out through your mouth or through your nose? I'll tell you that there are a lot of shallow breathers out there, especially when we are under a lot of stress. So just notice what your breathing is like throughout the day. And here's a quick tip here. You do want to take full, deep breaths and You want to breathe in through your nose and if you can, if you're not exercising or feeling like you need a little bit more oxygen, you breathe out through your nose. Remember that your mouth is for eating and your nose is for breathing. So, you know, and I know that there are a lot of programs and sites and information out there about what you quote unquote should be doing in terms of fueling your body to either increase muscle mass or to get rid of body fat or to increase your energy level. And you can track calories and sugar grams and the size of your plates and servings. And there's all sorts of things that you can do. And what I want you to do is to simplify, to remember that you are the expert of you and to think about how you are currently fueling your body and how you would ideally like to fuel your body to get to your result. And the only way that you need to think about it is in terms of what I call the three Q's and they stand for quality, quantity, and frequency. And so if we're talking about how you are fueling your body with your food, think about the quality of your food overall. Think about if you are taking in too much junk because you know it right now inside your head. You know if you are eating things that are not in alignment with your result. And think about uh, what you could add in or what you could cut out right now. That's it. The quality of your food. And then take a look at the quantity. How much are you eating? Are you eating when you're not really hungry? Do you find yourself staring into the cabinet or into the refrigerator and thinking, you know what, I'm not really hungry, I'm just bored? Notice if you are doing that and then notice if you are overeating. If you're just eating because there's still food left on your plate or you're just eating because it tastes really good, There are a lot of ways that experts talk about determining the right quantity for you. And I am just really into the good old fashioned idea of listening to your body. And there is a hunger scale in the exactly what to eat healthy leader checklist that you can go by. And it basically is just saying, listen, you eat when you are hungry and then you stop eating when you are full. And again, that is fairly subjective, but you can use this hunger scale to objectify it. And I think that that is the best way to measure the quantity of your food, because one, it helps you get in touch with your own physical hunger signals. And then it helps you get in touch with your body. It slows you down. And the awareness of your body and its signals is really important. We don't just want to skip right over them. And knowing when your body is hungry is a really important piece of that. So for the quantity piece, just pay attention to your hunger levels. So I want you to think about how much you're eating. And if you are overeating, and if that's the case, you can institute that change immediately as in your next meal. <laughs> and then the third cue is frequency. I know I took a little liberty on that, but it is the cue and frequency. So again, if we're talking about your food, think about how often you're eating. Are you eating constantly? Are you snacking in between meals? Do you just have three meals a day? Are you eating one meal a day? Think about how often you eat. Now you may have heard about intermittent fasting and that is all about how often you are eating and how you are timing your meals. And so people will only eat during certain windows of time. And I actually really like this concept and you can integrate this with the frequency aspect. And I especially like it when it comes to breakfast or breaking your fast, because we have been told for so many years that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I am here to tell you that all of your meals are important. Every time you fuel your body, it is important. And breakfast does not have to occur in the morning, or right when you wake up, or right after you wake up breakfast is when you break your fast is your first meal of the day and so that's why it's integrated in frequency so I want you to think about how often you are eating and that first meal could be at 10 a.m. 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. I cannot tell you how many executives have told me and this is true for me as well that they are surprised that they don't really miss having a big breakfast and that in fact it helps them have more energy So think about how often or how frequently you eat and what it might mean for you to skip snacking, which by the way, I highly recommend, or what it might mean for you to eat a bit later in the day or earlier in the evening. So when it comes to fueling your body, you do not have to go on a major diet or start juicing or spend money on meals getting delivered to you or anything like that. You get to watch your quality, your quantity, and your frequency. And as I alluded to earlier, I have the healthy leader, exactly what to eat checklist that goes into way more detail about how to fuel your body. And you can get a copy of that for free in the show notes. Okay, so the second energy category is rest. And rest means to cease work. (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) It means to relax, to refresh and to recover. And I want you to think this category of rest is you creating potential energy. (laughs) It's almost like your high school chemistry class there. You are giving your body time to rejuvenate and so that you can have more energy to use later on. And the most obvious form of rest is sleep. And so many leaders let this one drop off first. They've got a project deadline that they've got to get in and so they push back their bedtime or they get up really, really early. It's not good because a solid night's sleep is imperative to be able to think clearly, to lead. It has a huge impact on your mood. As a matter of fact there is a great article in the Harvard Business Review that is entitled sleep better lead better and I will put a link to that in the show notes and it basically talks about how so many leaders think that they do just fine with only five hours of sleep and I'll add this part in I'm not sure if this was in the article or not but what happens here is that you spend so many years getting so little sleep that you get used to what it feels like to be tired and you think that that is normal And so this particular article does go on and describe how a lack of sleep doesn't just affect you and your health and your experience of life, but how it also affects your direct reports. So not getting enough sleep impacts you and it also impacts your leadership. And here's the deal. We're going to go right back to those three cues. You might be thinking, listen, I cannot take any more time out right now. My schedule is packed to the rim. I can't get any more sleep. But what you could potentially do is focus on the quality of your sleep. So think about how you could get better sleep. That might be as simple as getting your pets out of the bedroom if they are waking you up. Or I was just talking with somebody who said that they're investing in a really nice set of earplugs because they have a partner who snores quite loudly. Or it could just be about you leaving your cell phone in another room so that you are not distracted or, or the blue light doesn't bother you. So you could potentially get Better quality sleep and that could make a difference if you can't get more sleep and then of course there's the frequency piece maybe you're like hey listen what I'm gonna do is get a lot more sleep on the weekend now that is not ideal and the sleep experts that I've spoken with say that you need to sleep the same amount of time each night that your body has circadian rhythms and you do what you can do so remember those three quality quantity and frequency when you are thinking about your sleep now in addition There are other ways to rest your body. I want you to think about how often you push yourself away from your desk and the screen and just rest your brain. Or maybe you can get a few catnaps in. I have to tell you, this is my favorite thing. I love falling asleep for just about 15 minutes or so, and I wake up super refreshed. Now, that's not the case for many people. Some people say, no way. If I fall asleep, then when I wake up, I am a grouch. It's not going to work. That's not going to work for me. And by the way, there are a lot of fancy ways to track your sleep and your rest with special beds and pillows and gadgets and apps. And if all of that interests you, definitely have at it. And to simplify. All you need to do is to think about the quality, the quantity and the frequency of your rest and then create a simple plan around it. So that is the rest category. And then the third energy category is movement and movement is all about expending energy. So this includes walking, bending, gardening, twisting, dancing, strength training, running, playing a sport. It's movement. And the key concept here is to recognize that exercise is a type of movement. And I want to say that again, exercise is a type of movement. And I want to point this out because some people do not like to exercise. They don't want to go to the gym or they don't want to work out. And I'm here to tell you that that is okay. And I'm also here to tell you that it took me a long time to be able to say that out loud because my health and wellness career started with fitness. And I was all about when you show up, you show up and you work out hard and you sweat hard and that's all there is to it. And the truth is you do not have to work out like crazy. And so what I'd like to say is that movement is mandatory for sure. That's why it's one of these energy sources, but exercise is optional. There are so many ways that you can move your body for health and for energy. And I'll tell you that with our fitness company, what we do now is we focus first and foremost on balance and range of motion and stability and mobility before we ever get into endurance or hypertrophy or building muscles. So even choosing to balance on one foot while brushing your teeth or brushing your teeth with your opposite hand is movement. Also standing up and doing back stretches. That counts for movement. I love the idea of standing up and rotating your shoulders backwards. And the reason this is great is because we spend so much time hunched over our desk. When you think about that, think of somebody hunched over, visualize that in your mind. Their back muscles are lengthened and then their chest muscles are really, really tight. So if we stand up, we have a strong posture, and then we rotate our shoulders towards the back, what we're doing is contracting those back muscles. So that is of use too. And I'll tell you that the guidelines for physical fitness overall are 150 minutes of moderate activity, or 75 minutes of vigorous activity. And those are on purpose because we are a very sedentary population. I don't know if you have all heard the phrase that sitting is the new smoking. And our bodies are meant to move. And so the idea here is that I want you to start moving from where you are. Move a little bit more than what you did yesterday and make sure that you are moving first and foremost to take care of any pain that you have so that might be physical therapy or it might be rotating your ankle and then do those fundamental movements range of motion and balance and stability and then once you get to that level here's a little trick your body is going to naturally start to crave more I promise you that always happens your body was meant to move. And when you start where you are and incorporate whatever the amount of movement that is right for you, then your body will naturally grow. So those are the three main areas of energy exchange when it comes to wellness. Fueling, resting, and moving your body. And if you would like an acronym, because you know I have one, (laughs) think of moving from where you are to wherever you want to go, to the result that you want to go to. From is F-R-M. So identify the quality, the quantity, and the frequency of your fueling, your resting, and your moving. Now, I do have a download that you can use to organize all of this, and it's got a nine quadrant matrix on it. And You can see the from the FRM down the left side, and then the three Qs across the top. So think about your current wellness and where you can level up given your schedule, your current health, and the result that you want. Everyone that I work with, I ask to create a wellness protocol. First and foremost, it doesn't matter if they are looking to improve performance at work or if they are looking to improve a relationship, to lose weight, to reduce alcohol consumption. I ask them to create a wellness protocol with fuel, rest, and move, quality, quantity, and frequency. Why? Because they all have bodies. (laughs) We have to take care of the physical organism of our body and the physical organ of our brain to show up and to be the best that we can be. And so the third and final piece of you creating your protocol is to include an activity around your well-being. We just talked about the activities around your wellness and now we want to make sure that you include something that is directly related to your well-being and your well-being is your mental and your emotional health and energy. This has to do with your level of happiness and fulfillment. It has to do with your ability to focus and to concentrate and to feel calm instead of stressed. Now, of course, when you are working on your wellness and taking care of your fueling, resting and moving your physical organism called your body, of course, that's going to have an impact on your mental and emotional health. We know that when you get moving and that when you exercise and when your heart rate goes up, that that has an impact on your energy levels, your mental energy levels, your ability to focus. We also know, as we already said, that when you get enough sleep and when you eat well, that that has an impact. So for sure, that may be enough for you. And I come across plenty of leaders who are taking care of the physical organism of their body and yet they are still feeling really stressed out. They are feeling like they are not fulfilled. They feel like they do not have enough mental energy to focus. And so we want to make sure that we bring into light a very specific activity that is geared towards your well-being. So you are the only one who knows if going to the gym is what works for you for your well-being or not. So there are so many ways that we can impact our well-being. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples, but I want you to think about what might work for you. It could be that you spend a little bit more time with your children or with a loved one or writing handwritten notes to somebody. It could be that you want to make sure that you leave work at a certain time three days a week or that you take weekends completely off. It could be, and this is one of my very favorite, that you have a morning routine that doesn't involve technology that just involves you and your brain and your heart where you are thinking, maybe you're writing or journaling or meditating. This space before you start your day is such a great way to remind you that you are in charge of your life, that no matter what is going on in that external environment, professionally or personally, that you are going to take care of you, that you are the expert of you and that you care enough to check in with yourself every day. You may even also check in with yourself at the end of the day. And again, all you need to do is to identify what you're going to be doing. That's the quality. And then you're going to identify how often you're going to do it and how long you'll be doing it. The quantity and the frequency. So what this means is that you pick a quality activity that is meaningful to you. And that will make an impact on your well-being. And then you define the time and how often you're going to do it. So, for example, it could be that you are going to take five minutes of meditation in the morning, five days a week. It could be that you're going to recite a prayer each night before you go to bed. It could be date night once a week. You know what will help you. Why? Because you are the expert of you. And the final thought I want to leave you with is that, even though again i have truncated this action plan and your protocol into segments all of the actions that you engage in whether they are wellness or well-being whether they are improving a relationship or taking a specific action that is outside of what we've talked about today that they all affect one another I organize the action plan like this so that we never lose sight of the aspects of our health and energy that are most important and so that we can have consistent performance and also feel darn good while we are performing. So. There you go. This is exactly how I help clients walk through creating a protocol. Remember that first you need to identify what it is you're trying to create. Get really specific about your result. And then define how you are going to take care of that amazing gift you have called your body and the organ of your brain. How you're going to fuel, rest, and move with quality, quantity, and frequency. And then the third step is to define what you're going to do to create well-being in your life. We plan our vacations, we strategize our business, and we definitely need to strategize and plan our wellness and our well being, our well beingness. If we are to lead ourselves and to lead others, we have to do that. And most importantly, you got to do it right now. And we've made it very simple for you to do just that. So thank you so much for your time. I would love to hear from you. Please go to www.thewellness.coach. Com, to see what kind of goodies we have for you and also to get the downloads that I have referenced and the links that I've referenced in the show notes. So thank you guys again. And until next time, go forth and create a healthy day.